0: J D Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J D Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: How does the joke begin? Three men in a bar but it's not a bar. Imagine the Bronx, a corner bodega, or maybe a luncheonette, a diner. Three men, strictly by coincidence, find themselves in the same place at the same time. Sitting at the counter is Africa Bombada. Across the room is Millie Mel. Door opens and who walks in? DJ Cool Herc. Three men who created the musical style that's become the soundtrack to, well, the whole wide world. Do they nod at each other, lament how all of them got screwed over, cut out of the big money, or just laugh at the absurdity of it all? Hip-hop, it came from nowhere else. It could have come from nowhere else but the Bronx. I took a walk through this beautiful
2: world. I felt the cool rain on my shoulder. (laughs) Found something good in this
3: beautiful world. I felt the rain
4: getting colder.
1: This is the Bronx. You've probably heard about it. You may even have a pretty solid image in your head of what it looks like, what it is like. Or maybe you can't picture it at all. The South Bronx sounds familiar as a bad thing. And the Bronx at one time was said to be burning, wasn't it? For the most part, the Bronx is overlooked. The never visited borough in New York City which is a shame, because the Bronx is a magical place with its own energy, its own food, vibe, and rhythm. You've been to Brooklyn. Maybe it's time you took a look at the Bronx.
3: In August of 1973, the sister of DJ Herc was holding a birthday party for herself in the basement of 1520 Cedric Avenue. As Kool Herc was playing the music on his two-disc turntable, he began to slow the music down, slow the record. People stood up and took notice, and they began asking him to do it again. He did it again. They asked him to do it again and again. He did it again. He attracted more and more people to his performances, and people began to imitate him. And that was the beginning of hip-hop music. It started in the Bronx.
1: Moody's Records. Inside, rummaging for records just like he used to do, is the man, the legend, one of the very select few who started it all, who created the sound that hundreds of millions of people now claim as their own. Google, who created hip hop? Go ahead. You get DJ Cool Herc. It's a national landmark now, isn't it,
2: essentially? Uh, no, it's not. We're working on it. Working on it. We're working on it. time. It's still the birthplace of hip hop. Undisputed because I didn't start it with four guys in the club. I saw inside a residential building. At the time, it wasn't really receiving the building. We had a watchful eye over the recreation room. Mm-hmm. So she was watching for any disturbance. It never happened. And that's how it survived because good music sells itself. Good drugs sell itself. Yeah. Good anything sells itself. And this was something
1: good. Was there a moment when you realized, whoa, this is big. This is gonna be this is gonna spread I way beyond that, my name. I never never looking at that. I saw
2: the spreading, but when, when I see Barney Rebel and Fred Flintstone, <laughs> rest up like Jam Master Jay, you know the the, the D M D M C fellas. But I see that to sell commercial and Madison Avenue, I know it was it was going. It was going. It, it don't take a big lift. So let's say I don't have money and all that. Not, nah, I'm rich in other ways. When Tom Magazine said what music was created inside the United States, you got, you got Louis Armstrong for jazz, you got Elvis Presley for rock and roll, which that could be between him and Chuck Berry, but I got I could hurt the hip You're good? Very good.
3: Historically, from the last third of the 19th century into about 1920, the second language spoken in the Bronx was German. From about 1930 to about 1960, the second language spoken in the Bronx was Yiddish. From about 1965 onward, the second language spoken in the Bronx is Spanish, and that's the way it is today.
1: It's got a reputation as a tough place crime, street gangs, a lot of which goes back to the way it was, and some of which, well, like I said, it's got a reputation as being tough. The Bronx is, let's face it, a big blank space in a lot of people's minds. Even people like me who live, what, 10 minutes away? We don't know anything about that big area between Yankee Stadium and the Bronx Zoo. What you should know is that the Bronx is big, really big and that it's a patchwork of ethnic enclaves, a cross-section of the whole world. Every immigrant group you could think of Justin Fornal, a.k.a. Baron Ambrosia, has taken it upon himself to serve as the Bronx's culinary ambassador.
5: Let the dinner begin! This is the porcupine. Wow.
1: An evangelist for the cause of introducing the manifold, splendiferous delights of this mighty borough to the ignorant, well, like me. No. <laughs> He's got a show on the TV, and he throws parties where he serves creatures that would make Andrew Zimmern turn grey and slump unconscious to the floor. Showman. Iconoclast, Explorer, and Gourmet.
5: Bronx is so multifaceted, but for some reason, is the first place I always take people because this just oozes and emanates kind of that flavor of the Bronx.
1: And he knows what I like. Places like this. 188 Cuchifritos on 188th Street in the Grand Concourse. Old school, New York, Puerto Rican good stuff. Get within 20 feet of this place and prepare to lose your freaking mind. The cuchifrito itself is basically
5: fried pig. The ears and the tongue, chopped up and deep fried. So off-cut pig parts,
1: deep yeah, fried? Deep That's well, not to like about right. that. The, the shank
5: there? Yeah, the put a on the shoulder. We're gonna get that in there.
1: Oh yeah.
5: Big piece of chicharron, the skin just chopped up.
1: So skin. skin, fat. Skin and fat.
5: Yeah, it's almost like a A little meat candy bar, that's
1: It's amazing, it's amazing.
5: Some morcia.
1: Morcia for sure. Always morcia. And then what else, we need some uh, platano? Yeah. Puerto Rico, I miss you.
5: (laughs) The Bronx to me became the place where I could really engage my Bacchanalian sensibility. You know, you could really just come here, eat, drink, wine
1: woman song, and just indulge. This is pretty much the center of the pork universe as i've ever seen it in in new york i don't know when he plays porkier than what i'm looking at this is exactly the kind of thing i thought we'd lost in new york that one after the other faded away in the neighborhoods i lived in and all along all along it was there right underfoot a gusher of porky goodness I
5: mean, there's a a great line, which is, uh, they say in France, Switzerland, c'est le Bronx, which is, you know, what do you think, this is the Bronx? And, you know, this idea of, you know, the music's really loud or someone's making a mess. To me, I I take that as a point of pride. To be the Bronx, the Bronx is where the music is loud. The Bronx is where the men are tough, the women are sexy, the food is spicy. If those things weren't true, you wouldn't know what the Bronx was. So its band reputation is what protects it. I think the perception, to, to the perception of it being a place where the funk is alive.
1: Incredible, uh, an
5: incredible spread. Yeah, man, this is great. This is one of the places you'll just kind of dream about. It. Was that really there? I'm going back. I'm going back just to make sure that place was really there.
1: I just can't lay off this point. It's insane. I'm actually going to get it to go water.
2: Yo, love for my haters, forgiveness for my enemies, move spectators. I'm the day that they shot Kennedy. I'm from the Bronx, New York, and I don't beg your pardon. I was 12 or 13 when their hop was starting. Hey, Let's go and take a minute to listen to what these fools spit. It's pure uncut garbage. <laughs> don't touch my fader, just let me bump, fill my energy right. up. No logic. A bunch of false prophets pushing a poisonous product. I'm not hard to find. I'm right by the zoo, by the gorilla cage. Holla at me, baby. ooh. ooh. (laughs) Watch it.
4: Pledge of to genius means that the dream of the King was a to black
1: First to call himself an MC, another pioneer, Melly Mel. In 1982, he and Grandmaster Flash wrote and recorded The Message, an album that was a complete and groundbreaking departure from the kind of lyrics and content up to that point.
4: Before we started doing hip-hop music, it was no hip-hop music, so we played everything. We played disco, we played reggae, we played rock, we watched Hee Haw, that was like the favorite in our house. That was one of the favorite shows, Hee Haw, you know? And all of those things kind of became the components of what became hip-hop music. From the pouring rain to the burning sand, here I stand, my weapon, is a mic in my hand, and though I strive to be the strongest man alive, y'all sold out quicker than the iPhone 5. I started out as a break dancer, so I used to break dance. You know, my brother used to, you know, do graffiti. I used to go, so all and all of those individual elements wasn't really happening anywhere else. So it was just something that could could only have went on right in that area in the Bronx.
1: Yeah. Okay. You may be thinking, what about the Sugar Hill Gang? What about them? They were an industry band, like the Monkees or the Archies, built to cash in quick on what was seen as a fad, and they did cash in.
4: Where were you when you suddenly realized, holy shit, there's there's money in this. Well, that first record I ever heard was King Tim Third. the second, the, and the most popular record was Rappers was Light. I used to live on the fifth floor walk-up. I, I walked out, somebody was playing it next door. They was playing it on the fourth floor. They was playing it on the third floor, second floor, first floor. Somebody had a boombox outside playing it. The car that drove by had it on right could hear nothing. it was like a plague. it was like it was like locust. <laughs> and, and that's when I realized you know it was it, 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 it's something that was beyond what we was doing out in the street. Critically' it's not a great record, but if you play it right now, it's still you know it's still a good record.
1: In this case at least, history has come around. Today nobody looks back at the Sugar Hill gang as having been originals or innovators. People know who did what.
4: As far as hip-hop now, like as far as the music now, these guys are not trying to tell the story of their time at all. Okay, yeah, they popped a lot of bottles. Oh, yeah, they had sex with a lot of women, and they drove a lot of expensive cars, and nothing else happened. But you would never know that it was a black president. You would never know that it was two uh, wars. You would never know those things because it's not reflected in the music. And at some point, somebody was supposed to step up and make those songs. 20 years from now they'll still be talking about The Message and Planet Rock and all the classic records. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. Robert
1: Moses has been dead over 30 years now and people in the Bronx for the most part still hate him. In his role as master builder he rammed the Cross Bronx Expressway and the parkway system straight through dozens of working-class neighborhoods, seemingly uncaring about the destruction of whole communities. Massive housing projects conceived as utopian solutions to stacking the poor into centralized vertical ghettos were also his bright idea. He did leave some pretty impressive dam works behind, though, like the Triborough Bridge, Flushing Meadows Park, the Verrazzano Bridge. Ah... The Bronx happens to be the home of the two largest parks in New York City, Pelham Bay and Van Cortlandt. And you see stuff here you probably ain't seeing in Central Park. The Garifuna come from Honduras, Guatemala, and Belize, and they trace their ethnic group back to a single slave ship that crashed off St. Vincent and whose freed Africans then mixed with Carib Indians. Where is home for many of the Garifuna community living in the US? You guessed it the Bronx. Living in the Bronx,
5: you're able to kind of travel the world without leaving the borough. Right. And, you know, it's, it's like an addiction when you go to another country that first day in the market, yeah. and all your dreams, and the smell of the diesel, and you're just looking around like, where's that one thing I'm looking for? To be able to do that, really, in your own backyard is... Cool.
6: We have a hoodoo, too. That's coconut too with fish. Mm-hmm. Over here, we had a tapo. Smoke.
1: Oh, that Smoke looks neck good. neck
6: yeah. with uh, banana, yuca, yautia, malanga, and coconut soup.
1: Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll we'll go for that. Some neck bones and uh, plantains. Yeah, let's do that. So,
6: let's put some plantain
1: here. In Garifuna cuisine, mashed plantains come with just about every dish.
5: Plantains are just part of it. That's part of food. You never have this without, without the rice. Those like fufu. Yeah, Yeah. same uh, Same method, same right hand, same principle, same everything.
1: There's fish and coconut soup. What kind of fish is this? Bluefish. Bluefish. Oh, awesome. I love bluefish. And some nice smoked neck bones with bananas and yucca. That's uh, officially awesome already. Ooh, that's tasty. That's really good. An underexploited fish, one of my favorites. You know what? What I've noticed already, the Bronx is big. How ludicrous and shameful is it that I can literally see my house from here, and I basically have no idea where I am?
5: No fault on your own, but I think that's kind of what keeps the Bronx so amazing—is that you have all these in-touch ethnic
1: enclaves. I didn't know there were Hondurans here, much less two hundred thousand Garifuna. No clue. Right.
0: I've been saying the neck is the next big thing for years now. Still waiting. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com.
3: People from all over the world reside in the Bronx. As a matter of fact, we have residents from every continent on the face of the earth, and if you count the penguins in the Bronx Zoo, that includes Antarctica. Nobody.
1: spring of hip-hop is right around here. A mostly Jamaican community in Bronx River in the South Bronx. Jamaicans began arriving here back in the 50s, and still today, Jamaican food, Jamaican culture, the music is all over. Sundial International Headquarters. Makers of traditional tonics and herbal remedies. A Bronx institution since the 70s. This is, this is one of the ingredients. This is, uh... this one is used for any type of bodily weaknesses baba Rashan abdul hakim or pops baba as he's called a grassroots bush doctor healer he uses recipes passed down from mothers and aunties blends of roots spices herbs barks and woods if you take the wood root in the morning or the bitters at night don't care what is wrong
3: with you you're going to show
1: improvement whatever ails he's got a cure wood root cure for the blood, the body, the nerves. Coromanti, an intestinal cleanser, and traditional African man back helps you get your manhood back, among other things. It was in about 1956 when I came to America. So
3: I used to make it in the apartment in Bronx River. And then when I'm boiling roots, the whole project smell of this roots. They used to jive them. What is father doing in there? What kind of opus, opus in there doing, you know what I mean? And I'd buckle it then go on the car, and I'd sell it in the Bronx. Never leave the Bronx,
1: is the best place in America, man. Nowhere like the Bronx. Up north of ways in West Jamaica, another working class community where subway service is pretty limited, and yet people have to get up, go to work, and often make the long hump to another borough. Afterwards, a person could use a drink. And if you're a Jamaican person, you could use the everyday go-to drink of Back Home, any time of day or night, Ray and Nephew. Ray and Nephew is a very strong Jamaican white rum that we use for everything from baby fever
7: to drinks. Here in this bar, you get it with cranberry juice, with milk, and water. What water would be in any other borough is what Ray and Nephew is in the Bronx.
1: Jesus is one half of the brilliant podcast team Jesus versus Kid Merrow. It's a very fast, free-form riff diatribe on life in the Bronx and what's happening on the news, in hip-hop, or last night.
7: Growing up in the Bronx, here isolated from the rest of the city. You know what I'm saying? So the other city had like city bike. The Bronx doesn't get any of that. We're kind of abandoned up here. People get on a boat and go to Staten Island before they ride up to the Bronx.
1: Hey, I gotta reluctantly have to be in part of that problem. Yes. People
7: always say, you know, the Bronx is eventually gonna be gentrified. That's not happening anytime soon. Like it's not. Like Barry, I
8: know so, you know, Barry, this is the
7: owner right here. This is the man right here who who made today possible. You Thank Take you. Your,
1: I am happy here and I will drink more of your Raya nephew regardless of what it might be doing to my brain. But then I will eat.
2: Is that the, uh, what is this, pork foot? Pigtail.
5: Yeah. Tail, right? Awesome.
1: Oh hell, I love this. Oh, damn, that looks good. People sort of stop paying attention to the bronze when it wasn't burning anymore way and Fort Apache was something we didn't have to think about.
7: Yes. Let's, let's just say that this is the neighborhood where they perfected stop and
1: frisk. Right. Do you, you remember your first time? I remember my first How time. How do you feel? First, first time stop and frisk.
7: I cried. And that summer, 15 times, stopped and frisk. Just throwing up against the gate, fingers through our genitals, just cops looking for guns. But you remember that. You remember your first time when you lose your stop and frisk virginity. You know, you remember it I've never been stopped in France I wonder why What is it? Is it it because you have a CNN show Or is it just (laughs) I've been arrested If you hang around here long enough I can get you stopped in France
1: They talk about DIY culture About do it yourself And you better be able to do it your damn self in the Bronx Because often nobody else is going to do it for you
7: When you go in the Bronx You're basically going back in time there are certain crimes that will happen here that are not going to happen in Manhattan and Brooklyn. You know? Okay, it's an obvious question.
1: <laughs> really? Yes. Okay, no. so there's still crackheads in New York no, City? We still crack. There's
7: literally crackheads in front of that bodega over there, and they are getting their cracks, and they're not bothering anyone. Man. And you know the thing is, they are respected parts of this community. You see them every day. I've, there's literally a crackhead that's been here for 25 years. That yeah. takes some determination yes, now. listen. If I could be a crackhead, I would be the best crackhead possible. I was That's a crackhead. We and, uh, oh. Listen, we've all been there. You know, no judgments. Hey
1: guys. Hey, what's up?
6: Okay.
1: All right. Look, I'm thinking Curry Goat. Jesus' uncle Vernon used to own this place, but that was three owners ago. Now it's Lammy's, and Lammy took over from some people who put too much cinnamon in their curried goat, which, as we all know, is a sin against God. Lamy fixed things. Curried goat and stewed oxtail, with rice and peas, collards, and yes, mac and cheese. I can't resist. Man, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there's like a lot of good food in the Bronx.
7: There is, there is. If people would, like, you know, get over their bias and come above 96th Street, they
1: would find out. I mean, if the Bronx were a neighborhood of Manhattan sort of shrunk down, you'd have hipsters crawl it all over. Oh, oh, my
7: God. If you live in the Bronx, it's not necessarily that you're going to ever leave the Bronx to go to Manhattan because everything you want, everything you need is in the Bronx. So why would you go past right. 149th Street? So all that, repping my neighborhood, the ethnic pride and all that stuff, people right. definitely hold on to that. And that's definitely true of Rylander Avenue, the Italian, the Duop, so all that stuff. Even this neighborhood it was all white until the 50s. So it's very recent, the whole immigrant experience. Who lived here in the 50s? All white people. What, what kind of white people? White, white. Like, we enjoy milk white, like that kind of right. thing. We're kissing dogs on the mouth. But <laughs> it's moved forward. Now you have this, and there's definitely this whole, you know, like, I'm from two thirty third you're from 225th. Every ethnic group that lives in the Bronx has that, and I think the next group that's gonna take over here is definitely Mexicans. And the thing is, it's, a, it's an immigrant neighborhood, so it's not a matter of who owns it, it's who owns it at what particular time, mm-hmm. and they're next. And I'm looking forward to that, because I enjoy a good quesadilla, so. Yeah. But I made the good decision and came to Lamy's today, so.
2: Yeah,
4: it a good move. <laughs> Lammies, let's speak
2: of lambies. big up Lammies.
7: Big up Lammies. <laughs> Nammies, no. I'm a, I'm here all the time. I'm always here. I live right there. So I'm always here for the curry goat, for the mac and cheese, you know. Nammies will not play, man.
3: The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. So there have been arrests, suspensions, disciplinary hearings. They're shutting down graduation events.
0: At this moment, the part of the protest that are admirable are young people calling attention to atrocities. Michael Roth is the president of Wesleyan University. I would like to make a space for them to do that, as long as that space doesn't prevent other
8: people from pursuing their education.
3: Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app.
8: And the fives here are the greatest trains because they go from Bronx through Manhattan all the way through Brooklyn. So it's the only number of lines that, that'll get three boroughs, you know, visibility.
1: The Bronx, still here. Yeah, it's still
8: here. <laughs> but you know, like even that, I mean, that brings me back, Tony, that, that sound.
1: Do you remember the first time you put spray paint on a wall? Yeah. When was that?
8: Uh summer of 70
1: back then seemingly overnight they were everywhere princes of the city their pieces stretching across city blocks whole trains ever more audacious some like this man were artists
8: in the late 70s to be on a rooftop like this with a brew or whatever, hanging out. We're waiting for something to come through with a cool letter, like, oh, my God, look at that T. And so, you know, kids are screaming, like, oh, my God, look, oh, my God, you know, here it comes, here it comes. And there's decide, mine. There's mine, there's mine. But what if you thought the train you painted, you know, was on the left side, and you, you kind of right. messed up? Oh. I oh, no, know, it's on the right side. And, no, you're not screwed. You just wait till this train goes all the way to Brooklyn so and comes all the way back. This
1: was the audience that you had in mind?
8: Well, I... I was,
1: that mattered?
8: I think all of us spoke to each other back then. Other artists? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it was just a rush of the event. And then the accolades you may or may not receive, certainly not from the public, but from your peers.
1: Futura 2000. His style and that of a few of his colleagues spread across the globe. I miss those trains. Others, not so much. I get it, it went on and on until there seemed there wasn't an untagged, unmarked, unscrawled upon bit of wall or window in New York. But for a while, it was a golden time. Well,
8: the whole point of being here yeah. was, to me, what the Bronx was about, not just the music and the scene and, and coming up here to parties with the likes of Bam and Herc and you know, everyone of that era, but it's watching trains. It's what we used to call benching.
1: So you're watching each other's work go by? Absolutely. But it was Art marvelous. lovers. This was his museum, where he and his fellow artists would meet and exchange ideas and admire each other's work. And it's jarring coming to learn all those years later that it was really all about this, about a few seconds as their pieces rode by to be evaluated by peers. There for a moment, then gone. Like, well, all of their work from that time, long since removed or painted over.
8: Ultimately, the legacy, you know, here's our legacy. You know, we don't have a movement anymore. The movement has been given to the world. And if you go to trains and Milan and, you know, Paris or wherever, you know, certainly not the Russian system. But, you know, if you go to some of these cities around the world, they're bombed. You know, they're, they're, their rail systems are destroyed. But I mean, today, if I could have a train running, that would be it nice. would be epic. And, and I think any artist, Picasso, any artist from any generation, if, if that concept was available, like, here's some public art, guys. Let it run through our countryside.
5: no lo caigo ya mira salid chicos enseite la vamos a hacer ya lo que te
1: To the end of the line. Then do the same with the number 29 bus. Technically you'll still be in the Bronx, but it kinda won't feel like it. City Island is a fishing village turn what? A parking lot for pleasure boats and a long established restaurant row for New Yorkers. take the perfect day to come out here. Desus, says, this place. And Jesus is always right. How far from your neighborhood, by car? By car,
7: maybe 15,
1: 20 minutes. 20 minutes? It seems like a world away. Yeah, but it's kooky. I I, want to buy some nautical bric-a-brac while I'm here. This is New York City? This is uh,
7: Cape Cod in the Bronx. Many of my childhood memories are getting all excited to come out, and we get there, and they're like, oh, the beach is closed because of medical waste. It's not a day that you go in the water
1: and come out with like a maxi pad stuck to you. I've been there. So you were here like wait, Like yesterday? I was literally here yesterday.
7: Wow. For my sister's graduation, because every time you have an event of note in the Bronx, you have to come celebrate in City Island.
1: I notice all the big catering halls. Yeah.
7: If you get married, you get arraigned. Uh If the baby's not yours, you come here.
1: Seashore Restaurant. A massive fish factory on the water of a type I'm very familiar with, having started my cooking career in one just like it. Oh, now, see, this, this, yeah. I'm also a sentimental fool, and I love this kind of thing. Steamers, a true taste of childhood. Boiled striper and some snow crab and a nice cold beer? Yes, thank you, Jesus. It's like a, a nighting ceremony. Just kind of sit up and you're just like,
7: Take it all in. Enjoy guys. Thank, Thank you. Guys. You know, I could have done that myself, but to have someone else That's yeah, it. part of it. It's, it's yeah. part of the ambiance.
1: Uh,
7: this is the perfect place for a date, but it's the worst food for a date. <laughs> Either a huge turn-off or a huge turn-on. Like it might give a lady a preview of what they're about to get into. Right. You know, a little, little bib, a little sucking action. Just let them know, you know, in an hour this could be you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, probably been missing all my life. This, this is pretty
7: awesome. Saturday night, City Island, that's where people are going.
3: The first European settler to come to the Bronx came in 1639. His name was Jonas Bronck, B-R-O-N-C-K. In 1874, all the area west of the Bronx River was annexed to the city. And in 1895, all the areas east of the Bronx River was annexed to the city. Then in 1898, the city decided that the two areas previously annexed should also become a borough. But what to call it since it never had a name before? They looked at the map and right smack through the middle of the territory ran the Bronx River. So they named it after the river, the Borough of the Bronx. And that's why it is called the Bronx and not just plain Bronx.
1: If you have a question about the Bronx, chances are Lloyd Oltan has the answer. Born and raised here, he's never really left for over seven decades. This is a disappearing aspect of New York for sure. The real thing Jewish deli. Liebman's is one of the last... There used to be dozens of places where you could get your brisket, chopped liver, a good pastrami, some pickles, with a black cherry soda or a celery, of course, to drink.
6: The World Series is going on. Howard Cosell is on the air. Suddenly you see a tongue of flame licking up into the uh, up into the sky. And he says, this is the kind of thing that Jimmy Carter saw. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bronx is burning. The old image of the Bronx as middle-class, upwardly mobile, healthy area, had survived up until 1977. This shattered it.
1: Right. (laughs) The Bronx was burning, went the story, and that stuck. Politicians making the South Bronx a poster child for what was hopelessly wrong, would always be wrong, would never, we were told, get any better. So... We now have what you call a slumlord, essentially, yes, right. He's snapping up large numbers of buildings.
6: And yeah. First of all, he takes out a huge fire insurance policy. So as he goes to these junkies and he says, listen, you see that empty apartment on the top floor? I'm going to turn my back. You take all of the lead pipes that are in there. But I have one request, please. Before you leave, turn on the water... And the water comes down, driving everybody else out. They then hire an arsonist and sets fire to the building. They collect all the money and they leave.
1: I remember it well. I remember those years. Things were bad. Are things borough wide? Are things getting better?
6: Is the Bronx better? Absolutely. There is more home ownership in the South Bronx than it ever existed in history. That doesn't mean that we have reached utopia. We have How long it will take? I'm a historian, I look in the other direction. Uh, I would say my crystal ball is cracked.
2: I got four for the
1: Is it the best hamburger in the world? Far from it, my friends. Is it even, strictly speaking, a burger? I mean, it's small and square and steamed. It can be, especially when you eat a lot of them, as one tends to a hate-yourself-in-the-morning experience. But if you grew up with White Castle, like I did, and like Handsome Dick Manitoba did, this connects with some deep dinosaur part of the brain, evoking a powerful emotional response.
6: These are a great cultural part of my childhood. We'd come here 24 hours a day. There were guys on their dates. There was a bunch of punk rock kids. So along with that potpourri of humanity I just described, You had these guys from the mental (laughs) institution. Ah,
1: that's community for you.
2: That was the Bronx. (laughs) That was
6: the Bronx, man. It was great.
1: Maybe you know Handsome Dick from such pre-punk legendary bands as the Dictators. Dick grew up, where else? The Athens, the cultural geyser, the font of art and music that is the Bronx. And back in the day, like me, this was his special warm and happy place.
6: I can go by... I need a full two and a half hour meal. Be stuffed. I see someone eating a White Castle, I still want one. You can forget Mickey D's, you can forget Burger King, you forget all those places. If you need a White Castle scratch, none of the cheap places will do.
1: I can't stop eating. The Academy of Letters is something of a cause for me, an institution whose mission I see is absolutely vital if kids, like these kids, from a tough neighborhood, often coming from tough family situations, are going to do the things that they're capable of, of having the things they want. I believe that there is no way to realize your dreams if you can't articulate them, if you can't, with words, convince others to give you the opportunities, the chances you need to grasp. So I wanted to talk today, really, I'm going to tell you in a short period of time, everything I know about writing. Today, I'm dropping by in my role as substitute teacher. I'm from Manhattan, and I don't know anything about the Bronx, really. I'm... I'm Ridiculously, shamefully ignorant. Do you think people know about the Bronx? What it's like to grow up in the Bronx?
7: Everybody perceives the Bronx as the emergence of hip hop and all that, the culture. But apart from that, Bronx is actually lively at all times, at <laughs> night and in the morning. You hear people screaming from outside your window.
3: I've grown up with them since I was what? Yeah, you know, and it just happened that way. So I feel like the sense of community is like the biggest thing. I've been teaching here for eight years, and I think that what people forget is, a lot of times we've talked about this in class. They focus on lots of diseases, health issues, lack of education. But I can be out with them, just walking to the train to go to a field trip, and they say hi to at least thirty people. (laughs) They know everyone.
1: What what other Bronx specialties uh, should I be paying attention to?
4: I don't know, I've not been a fan of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and it just... That works for you? Yes. Yeah, All right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, bacon tastes
1: really
4: good. I like bacon, egg, and cheese
1: sandwich. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a classic. That's a New York that's classic, the, yeah. the, the sort of bodega classic. York, bacon <laughs> Love that. Now you walk outside and they have like the Italian ice Mm-hmm. So when, as soon as,
3: like,
1: the weather gets nice and you hear, coquito, dame, I think that's stick. So uh, what, what is it you're eating? What is ch- chopped cheese? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chopped cheese. What yeah. is chopped cheese? I have to, I, I have to see. Where does this come from? This some mutant uh, cheese? <laughs> this thing, whatever it is, it'll do just fine. As long as you're reading Orwell's essays while you're eating it, kid.
4: I think I it was somebody who just experimented in their house because it <laughs> like, it's such a simple thing, but it tastes so different than
3: like a cheeseburger, which is what it kind of oh. is, actually. But it's weird, like, if you go way, way, way uptown, or like downtown, you say, can I get chopped cheese? And they're like, what? Right. Like, but if you get it here, they're like, right come right up. So this
1: is a regional indigenous uh, specialty. And it's newer, too, right? right? It, it
3: hasn't been around that
5: long. I've,
1: I've been both. everywhere <laughs> in the world, and I mean just about everywhere in the world that you can think of. As beautiful as many cities around the world are, it's really in your blood, particularly if you grew up here. You're living in Paris. You're gonna want a you're gonna want a cheese sandwich, <laughs> and you'll be angry that you can't get one. <laughs> so there it is, a peak, a narrow slice of an old deep. And noble subject. Causing your poor existence. The morph into a vicious, remorseless, lost, relentless, illogical confidence. Sitting right there, relatively unexplored, a cross-section of the tasty, original good stuff. So gritty I'm grimy. Got my city behind me. A Petri dish for talent, for culture. The great unknown.
0: Go look. BX. Armageddon. (laughs) When you work, you work next level. when you play, you play next level.